And hello, hello, welcome back to the Gay Racing Podcast. Um, welcome back from the week off. Zach and Alex hello. here. Um back from back from our little vacation. we didn't actually our vacation's coming up. We didn't actually go on vacation, but um Yeah. We have something coming up, but um it's so homophobic of us to take our No, it's homophobic of NASCAR to have their only week off during Pride Month. Honestly, it's so rude. It's take already up the 4th of July. Like, it's already homophobic that Pride Month like, is 30 days and not 31 days. Yeah. yeah. Although, and February and Black History Month get it worse. But, <laughs> but We had 22 episodes in a row, and we basically had nothing to talk about. Yeah. Because, like, what? So it's it, just F1 and SRX. Yeah. So, so uh, we just agreed, like, let's just take the week off. We need a break. Yeah. I like my breaks. Oh yeah, we've done uh, a lot of hard work on the pod. Yeah, so. uh huh. I we've been working hard. Um, we had a great episode with Travis um Shoemake um two weeks yep. ago. So if you haven't yet, um, listen to please that. listen to that. It it's was really so good. good. He he. I mean, his energy was so good. It was so comfortable talking to him after a while. Yes, honestly. Um, but yeah. So um, this today's episode um it's our actually it's our last episode during Pride Month. Um, we don't have anything too special yep. planned, um, but we did, again, we did some cool stuff earlier this month. But, yeah. um, well, Alex, how was your week off? Because you well, had something happen. <laughs> well, I I got COVID for the first time. So. <laughs> yeah, well, great. So if my voice sounds nasally, that's why. Uh, I'm on the mend. But, mm-hmm. yeah, first time for everything. Yeah. We, we we take a week off, and then I literally get sick the next day. Well, so good I thing. It's like, great. <laughs> yeah. How were yeah. how were your symptoms? Just like, it, I have had sinus infections that were like much worse mm-hmm. than this. I'm vaccinated and boosted though. That's yeah. why I need to get so, boosted. Yeah, you should. I and really do. No, I was fine. I'm fine. It was just like two days were like really bad. Yeah. But like now I'm I'm fine. I just have a cough. So I'm, I told Zach I'll be muting a lot. Yeah. So. Yeah, and doing good though. Yeah, when I had COVID, I mean, it was like I was definitely, you know, sick, obviously, and like yeah. I had a fever at one point. the The wildest thing, the two worst parts of when I had COVID were um, having to isolate for ten days because that's what the protocol was back then, and then um, yeah. what's it called? The losing my taste and smell for a long period was so yeah. Scary. I have not lost that. I think my sense of smell is a little weak but, but that's it's normal because it's like you're yeah. still like that just happens when you're sick yeah but it's like i noticed my taste was completely gone and i was like what oh my in the world i don't know what i'd do without my taste yeah i mean it wasn't I completely would... gone it was just very weak like pasta tasted like nothing i was like what is going on like even with sauce yeah. but um but yeah i'm i'm doing good. good um i'm glad to be doing this again because i missed it yeah even I just one week off. Play video games and work, and that's yeah. the other thing we did. We got into Mario Tennis Aces. Oh my god! So. Mario Tennis, girl, that game is so good. They spent their time making her because Y'all, I know we're a racing podcast, but like, listen, tennis a has a good tennis has a going on. Tennis is a good sport too. I so I've been playing volleyball with this one guy, and he also plays tennis, and he's going to teach me how mm-hmm. to play tennis. Yeah. So that's also why I haven't been active on my Twitter. I've been just chilling with video games, Mario Strikers, Mario Tennis, Mario Kart, um, yeah. <laughs> Splatoon, <laughs> yep. so, yeah, Mario everything. Um, <clears throat> but yeah. But 
Um, we did have a NASCAR race at what midnight last night. Um, yeah, <laughs> I got a lot to say about that later. But Chase Elliott wins. Um, after Joe Gibbs, JGR had that race won easily. Yeah. Hamlin and Truex dominated. Um, they fumbled. They fumbled that so hard. Um, of course. Um, but Chase Elliott's fumbled some races before, so maybe it's, this is earning one back. So, um, True. yeah. So Nashville, it was a really good race, um, despite kind of concerns and dirty air and track pos- position were definitely a thing, um, as we kind of predicted. Oh, yeah. Even with that, it was still better than any race we had with the 550 package, and hundred percent the side by side racing was intense. We had three wide. Were, like, the restarts were really good. They were good three too. wide at points for yeah. several laps. Oh yeah, it was so cool. That was so impressive. And Truex at one point, the, like he yeah. went, he took a really shallow entry just to get from getting side drafted. Like it was, mm-hmm. it was just a dramatic kind of battle going on. Like there were a lot yeah. of dramatic battles going on. And what I was gonna say was at one point the three wide. I think it was the next to last restart. Mm-hmm. There were three wide, and they let Kyle Busch get way ahead. Oh yeah, I saw that. I remember. And that's the restart that Chase Elliott gained, like, 11 spots on the restart. On the outside lane. Right. I remember outside. that. Yeah. And I think that is what you should say won him the race. That was the race-winning move. Because... Reese's sweet move of the race. <laughs> yeah. And not only not only that move, but then Kyle Busch is three seconds ahead because they were three wide there for a while. Then Chase caught him. Chased him down. Like, Chase Elliott earned this race win because yeah. that... Those two together is incredible. He gained 11 spots on a restart, and then he made up three seconds on Kyle Busch. Yeah. Like, that's, it was crazy. And, and he had. Because we talked about dirty yeah. air and, like, stuff and track position, but it wasn't to the point. Like, Chase still got by him. If you have a faster car, better tire wear, you're still going to be able to pass them on these tracks like this, I think. Yeah. Because the dirty air is still not as strong. There's still, especially at Nashville, there's still a lot of throttle input needed. So. Yeah. It's like a bad race is still going to be better than what we had. Even yeah. though Nashville I wouldn't even call this good. like a bad It wasn't was a bad race, solid. but it was like the recipe for a bad race, you know? Because we've oh, seen yeah. this car kind of struggle at tracks like this, even though it's faster. I, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I don't know. But it was really good, um, despite all the rain delays um, and stuff. Yeah. NBC, um, well, NBC, we'll talk about NBC in a minute, actually. Um, but NBC Yeah, let's wrap up job. with NBC. But let's let's talk about the finish of this race because as we yeah. said, Toyota they had this race wrapped up. Yeah. They were ready to go on the road. It felt like twenty seventeen. They were they were top yeah. four at one point. Bubble was fast well, too, but he doesn't have a pit crew. So <laughs> Toyota, we'll talk. I want to talk about that too. Yeah. Toyota they were one two three four for a, quite a while. Yeah, and then, Christopher Bell was the only one that was struggling. Yeah, and by struggling and I then, mean just not in the top five. <laughs> Yeah, and Bell was in the top 10 for a lot of this race, yeah. too. But yeah, it was Kyle Busch and Truex and Hamlin were yeah. really dominating this race. They're kind of trading the lead back and forth. Yeah, for the, the battles for the stage wins were really uh, intriguing, See, honestly. I hate stages, but dang. Sometimes I'm just like, that's kind of good. That's kind of good. Yeah. I, I, I can't hate it. it too much. Yeah, I enjoyed it, honestly. But. That final caution came in when uh, Josh Balicki's car blew up. Of course. Josh Balicki. Do they pit? Do they pit or do they not pit? And my roommate was watching with me. He doesn't watch NASCAR. But I was telling him was what they're probably going to do 
is going to do the opposite of whatever the nine does. Right. That was my assumption. And that's basically what yeah. happened. But I told him, you probably want to stay out. Yeah, Alan Gustafson made the right call. Definitely. Yes. Tire wear wasn't a huge factor yeah. last night at Nashville. And I was just explaining that to my roommate. And I was just like, they're going to do what, the opposite of the nine. Because you want to just have the all opposite strategy. But I thought Toyota, they would split their cars up. I didn't think all of them outside of the 45. So let's Joe Gibbs Racing, actually. Not all Toyota. Joe Gibbs Racing sent all their cars in the pits. Why? Why, Why didn't they do two and two? I mean, like, I, I get it for, like, Denny Hamlin. Because yeah. it's like, he are, he said he's going for wins. Kyle Busch and Truex should have stayed, stayed out. out. Truex should have stayed out, definitely. Yeah. He needs points. He's not exactly, like... Well, he's got good on points, but he needs, like... He wants to get higher in points where he gets more playoff points after Daytona for that yeah. top 10 distribution. Like, he needs to... I, I don't know. I think... I agree. I think staying out was the right call. I get trying oh, to yeah. do something opposite, but... I feel like it was also obvious that cars were going to stay out with Chase because everyone know, knew well, how important track position was. And the point is, too, is like guys like, well, Michael McDowell pitted, but I thought like Michael McDowell would have stayed out. Yeah. Like these guys who are running like 13th or so, yeah. they should have stayed out. And, and yet Blaney stayed out. Stay out. Mm-hmm. Larson stayed Larson out. Larson was running outside the top 10, I think. It was, it was just like track position means too much, but I thought maybe if like, four guys stayed out that if you pit you probably would have been good but yeah like 10 of them stayed out it was way too many for kyle, kyle bush, bush kyle bush literally he could have but it's like we talk about how they kept going three wide and stuff on the restarts that actually mm-hmm. made it harder to make up positions because yep. there's a traffic jam there's simply just a traffic jam and he just couldn't physically go by all those cars is it's mm-hmm. kind of just well, what happened. He literally got... Yeah, Hamlin, yeah. Hamlin managed to get around a bunch of them. But I read and heard that it's because he was basically who caused that incident with Kozlowski by shoving Cole Custer. So Hamlin was just kind of a bulldozer going through. Apparently. And then Kyle and Truex got stuck behind Kozlowski, which is why they ended up finishing 21st and 22nd. Mm-hmm. I am so sad that NBC didn't get an interview with uh, Kyle Busch. I bet Kyle Busch stormed off and everything. Yeah. And didn't do an interview. I mean, but best man. he finished, what, 21st? How do you finish 21st? Yep. Did something happen on the restart afterwards? He, like I said, I think he got stuck behind Keselowski. But was he that Keselowski... far back to begin? Oh, you. Oh wait. Oh, I forgot. Never mind. Yeah, because that accident happened. Yeah, because Keselowski was, first of all, like a turtle on the restart. He, Kozlowski was going like 10 miles an hour slower than he, everyone yeah, else on the restart. He was very slow. Cute, cute paint scheme, though. Yeah. <laughs> and just, I think that's what really caused it. And then Hamlin was coming through, shoving people out of the way, it sounds like. Yeah. So, I don't know. It... But yeah, Chase Elliott did hold on to win. And by the way, Elliott had 10 laps older tires than Kurt Busch did. So I was thinking, oh, Kurt Busch might actually steal this. And by the way, we didn't have an episode last week. But on Twitter, we made our picks mm-hmm. for fantasy. I had Kurt Busch and Zach had Larson. Yeah. So I was thinking Kurt Busch was about to get me another win for fantasy. That's crazy. <laughs> and you you laughed at me again when I made that pick over the phone before the race. Yeah. But 
Hey, my um, pick also got a top four, so you know we're we're just smart. We're just smart. And Blaney, yeah. so Blaney got third. So our favorite driver in our pick, we just had a good day at the track. We had a good. Day just had a track. good day at the track. Yeah, yeah. Good day at the track, man. <laughs> Speak of Blaney, by the way, spun out in twentieth position, and I was just like, oh, typical twelve day. Typical he comes 12. back to finish third, like that. Yeah. Crazy for Ryan Blaney. That is crazy. Um, Penske yeah. too was just I noticed on I noted on the final restart they were all running up front. They all got top they were. finishes. Yeah, good day. Solid for day for them. Solid day, especially need... for Cindric because he's been like nowhere. Yeah. Um. Anything else about the finish of the race that we want to touch on? Um, we'll talk about the caution. We'll talk about that, that damn may caution. May have happened, but um. I like this good. note here. The 2018's big three ran one, two, three for a hot minute. Yeah. Kevin Let's Harvick. We Harvick. should talk about Kevin Harvick because he's been, I think a lot of people talk about him and I've always noted how consistent he's been this last, like last year, especially he was very consistent. Yeah. Even though SHR was so bad, he still was like what? Seventh in points or something. Yeah. He was really consistent. He was really good last year. All things considered. And this year he's been very consistent. He finished um, finished tenth, um, mm-hmm. solid. I think he had a better car than tenth. Yeah, it, and like, Harvick was someone who pitted, by the way. It explains so how if he would like have stayed out. He'd be up there. It explains how like years where he's given a good car, like twenty twenty, he wins a lot of races. It just it explains yeah. it. He's a really good race car driver, even now. Um, it's it's really impressive to, and it's good that we still have a lot of veterans like that still running really good. Um, yeah, with Ross Chastain and. You know, people like that making running this series now um, with their new driving styles, but and yeah, the, it, I, the, the note I have on here is that the big three from 2018 were running one, two, three at a yeah. point. So we haven't Bush had that since well. then. Yeah, it was Kyle Busch, Truex, and Harvick. We haven't had that in a while. The it's race was weird. very 2018 esque because yeah. we had an actual aero package, you know, mm-hmm. and then also it's like. Yeah, Toyota was running really fast. It was very esque of 2018. It was. Even though a Hendrick car won. That was not that was not very 2017. <laughs> that part. But yeah. yeah. It was very it was very nostalgic too. And then NBC being in there too for some reason just made it even more. Like, I don't know. It yeah. felt like a summer race in 2018. It was nice. Yep. It was nice. I I really like this race. This is a really good race. It was a solid race that it exceeded my expectations. It really did. Same. Because I, I was excited for this race. I just didn't know what to expect, yeah. honestly. And it was set up for failure, low-key. Yeah. With the next-gen car on this type of tracks and then the 5 p.m. and the weather. and But, the, but again, I wasn't sure how it would run because it's like kind of a mile and a half, but it's also kind of a flat track. Yeah, I think it's so honestly It could have went either way. But it was kind of like right in the middle and it worked out. Because they were shifting. They were still shifting. But it's mm-hmm. like, it's still, it's a track that requires a lot of driver input, a lot of patience on the throttle, I imagine. So it's like yeah. the better drivers know how to take care of their tires and know how to get lap time. So it makes it right. interesting. Yeah. So let's talk about the controversy from last night. Controversy I in feel, a NASCAR race? I feel like this is a bit overblown. I don't think there's a controversy. People are just I mad. think there's a controversy, so let's go. Let's have a debate. So, should NASCAR have thrown a caution for Brad Keselowski at the end of the race? So, Zach, you can go Let me go ahead. first. So, 
If I was running NASCAR, no, you don't throw a caution for that. If NASCAR is running NASCAR, as they have, they nine times out of ten, th- nine, I get it, nine, they throw, yeah. they throw a caution for that. They didn't because Chase Elliott was in the lead, and I will not back down from that statement. Because y'all love Chase Elliott. And Alex, go ahead and say your point, because your point's smart. I do, I do like your point. I think that assuming NASCAR didn't throw a yellow because of Chase Elliott leading is a conspiracy theory. Because, first of all, they literally threw a yellow because a rainbow came out at the Daytona Road Course last year. They don't care. They just want entertainment, Okay. It would be any driver. Well, exactly. They're not consistent at all. No, they're not consistent. That is a thing. But also, it is midnight on the East Coast. Chase I had Elliott to is the leader. I think that helps. Mm-hmm. And we just had the All-Star race. That whole fiasco where they threw out a caution right before the white flag. Well, the checkered flag yeah, in that race, but, but you know what I mean. I think NASCAR was very hesitant to have another sketchy caution come out Mm-mm. nbc's already mad at them because it's like it's almost midnight eastern which we're gonna talk about start time in a second yeah. but nbc wants to get off the air and we just have this race that's still going i think they're just like no we're not gonna do any nonsense crazy stuff no one's watching anyway everyone's asleep everyone's either watching hockey or whatever other sport was on last night so they were just like, no, we have Chase Elliott in the lead. People are going to like that. And it's already late at night. So I think there's like, no. I think if they would have thrown a caution, it would have been a yeah. worse reception. But what you're describing is uh-huh. kind of the problem. The fact that they're using stuff that's outside of the race to determine if they should throw a caution or not. And I don't think, I think the all-star race point's kind of irrelevant because it's, they had a few I don't think so. Go. They had a few I think to they, go. I think they are still terrified about the All Star race. Well, that's. I feel like that's different. It's it's relevant in terms of they will throw cautions over stuff that doesn't yeah. really need a caution, which means, in my opinion, they should, probably should have thrown a caution if they want to be consistent with their yeah. safety. They should have thrown a caution for what happened. Well, another Kozlowski. point is that Brad Keselowski was trying to bring out a caution. He had the opportunity to get off the track. And, he and they need to really crack down on that too more. Kozlowski should honestly have a penalty of some kind for what he was doing. He was staying on the track trying to get a yellow. Yeah. And, and that's, that's strategic, though. That's the thing, though. It's like because there's a guaranteed yeah. restart. And yep. this goes back to green-white checkers and stuff. And it's like, should mm-hmm. we have these? And you mentioned your point of like, oh, it's midnight Eastern time. This race needs to finish. Okay, then don't have green-white checkers. And don't start at 5 o'clock Eastern. And then, don't start at 5 o'clock! Girl, I have work in the morning! Y'all are unemployed making these decisions. Y'all are unemployed. I don't care if you have a job at NASCAR. You're unemployed. You have an unemployed mindset. Come on, man. (laughs) Before we go into that... um, Before we go fully into it... I know, I'm sorry. I just jumped No, no, no. It's okay, it's okay. I think they should have thrown a yellow for Kozlowski. I think they should have, but it's also a point where it's like he was trying to make it come out because he had the opportunity to turn off the track and he didn't do Yeah. That. He took I, the access road and then he's like doing 
like hitting all these hill like these little bumps on the back stretch trying to cause debris like i don't it was dangerous he put himself in a dangerous position so i think nascar should have done a yellow if it was seven o'clock i don't know i'm sorry i keep cutting you off no go ahead if kyle bush was leading and it was seven o'clock we would have had a caution 100 percent. yes and that's in my opinion that's bs the time of day and who's leading should not determine if the caution comes out. That's, I agree. That's, do you see what I'm, so, I, I think do. Yeah. it's obvious, blatant, just, we'll throw the caution if we feel like it. Not, we're throwing if, the caution for safety. If this exact incident happened at 7 o'clock Eastern, same yes. incident, Chase Elliott's in the lead, Kevlowski's limping yes. along, there'd be a yellow. 100%. Easy. I think it's because of the time. The All-Star Race kind of is on their mind, too. I yes. 100% think that. But because of what time it is, NBC's probably saying we want to get off the air. Yeah, that's fair. I really think it was at 7 o'clock. Yes, yellow flag. And honestly, out. this goes, and this is actually a great segue. This goes back to what we talked about at Bristol Dirt in terms of, do we need a time limit with these races? Since Because how many, right, NASCAR races go over... A lot, and I think it's a lot a more than lot. TV networks like, especially with the amount of cautions we've been getting, and especially, I mean, every single Daytona and Talladega race goes over, I'm pretty sure. Like, yeah. it's a guarantee at this point. Do we yep. need a time limit? Because I don't know. I mean, it's something to think about. I, I don't know. I, I will always say that. And it's like, I almost feel like green-white checkers kind of make the problem worse. Because it's just like drivers don't feel like they need to race any cleaner. Because it's like, oh, we'll mm-hmm. get a guaranteed caution if I wreck. So it somewhat encourages it, which yeah. you could say is a pro. I kind of, I don't know. That's a whole thing. So that goes into, I could talk about time limits and just NASCAR staying in a window. Not just for TV, just for viewership. Again, I start watching NASCAR at 5 and it ends at midnight. Like, right. I know rain is involved. That's a seven-hour commitment. That's a seven-hour commitment on a work night, honey. Like, there there were delays, but still, that's a that's, seven-hour... It's just annoying. I was very annoyed yeah. with NASCAR yesterday. Even though I loved the race. It was a good race, but I was very yeah. annoyed with NASCAR yesterday. So, let's, let's yeah. talk about the start time. Start of that 5 o'clock Eastern. Why? Really weird time. Emza had a whole six-hour race scheduled on the same day, and they finished before the race even started. Yep. That's insane. I'm sorry. That's insane. So, I cannot imagine how hard it is to schedule all these different sports because NBC had, like, running, right? Yeah. They had running on NBC right True. before NASCAR. And then they have EMSA. And then they sometimes also have IndyCar. And they have all these other sports going on. It's got to be crazy trying to schedule all that. And now they don't have NBC Sports Network either. But they just can't shelve something over to so but i didn't think about that that's a good point yeah but it's also the fact that these races are getting later and later and later first it was one o'clock then two then it was three and now we have a five o'clock this was a sunday night race yeah why i mean it's i get it but like nascar is not the sport to do that with like I saw a tweet yesterday. 
that like someone's like i don't feel bad for nbc because they took a gamble on the start time and they're paying the price now they had to move their race to usa network mm-hmm. and a lot of people probably aren't even going to see the finish of this race because they have to get up at 3 a.m or 4 a.m or 5 a.m like yeah it's just like yeah, you bite the bullet a lot with that stuff, especially when it rains. And NBC, they did take a risk. I think they assumed that this would be a maximum viewership opportunity, trying to put it this race at this time. And you risk a chance of more weather because weather is more likely to happen in the evening. That's just yeah. a risk, and they they lost that risk this time. And if weather does happen, you have less time to finish the race at a reasonable time. Yep. Like, if the rain delay, if it rained at 2 o'clock and we get the race restarted at 5, okay, there we go. Yeah. Like, that's just I feel just like how time the nice works. balance was, like, 2 or 3 o'clock. That way on the West Coast, it was, like, noon or, like, 1 on the, east, on the West Coast. Yeah. I feel like that was a nice balance but now we're kind of like this is getting kind of insane i get it as like an f1 fan you know watching races at 8 a.m and 9 a.m sucks so west coast i get you oh yeah so 3 p.m i can get behind 3 p.m maybe but it's just right dude come on like at the end of the day i spent so many hours yesterday not watching racing when I should have been watching right. racing. I literally well, got in my bed to watch the race and it rained. I was like, what are we doing? And it, it was very unfortunate, the rain and the lightning. Because this yeah. race was good, as we said. Just bad timing Oh yeah, for the rain and lightning to come in. Mm-hmm. So, uh, let's awesome. talk about let's talk about NBC. Oh my gosh. Listen, actual, we can ha- you raised your hand. You're like, listen, praise the Lord. <laughs> praise the Lord. So, <laughs> listen, y'all. I'm listening. We can have gripes about the start time. That's on NBC Sports. I know. I understand. NBC, I you understand. did You did mess up, but. But listen. You also slayed. What NBC Sports <laughs> did yesterday was better than the entirety of Fox Sports' half of the schedule. Every part of that team. Did oh better. my god! Every single faction of that, every single employee oh did better. Marty yes. Snyder, even Rick Allen, <laughs> Jeff Burton, whoever's directing the damn cameras, each the cameramen themselves, because they yep. didn't put the zoom on as hard. Every single part of that pro- program was better. Whoever designed I the s- background graphic, the the photographers, the actual photographers they got for the driver portraits, every single yes. person involved was better. Amen so to that. Good. The graphics were good. <laughs> that video of the lug nut, the single lug nut video, where Steve Letart details why we're having all these loose wheels this year. I didn't see that. Oh, no. Zach, you need to watch I it. To this was... That. I learned so much. I thought it was just a single lug nut. You screw it in, and the tires in. There's a lot more to it. It has to like line in perfectly, and they have to like shift it to like to left and right till it locks in. Interesting. Apparently, according to Steve Latar, it's like they're not letting it lock in all the way, and that's why we're having these loose wheels. Hmm. And we thought it would be easier. That's so My- funny. My brain was huge after watching this. I was like, Steve Letart just popped off. That's what people want, too. That's what racing That's what fans we've want. been waiting for. That's like, what, what we've been waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> what are we? Like, oh my, like, Zach, 
Like, after the pod, you need to watch it. I'm going to find it. I hope it's on YouTube or something. The second that loose wheel came off of Chris Busher's car, they had something Steve Letarte was ready to go. He, they had the graphic up. Steve Letarte was going ham on explaining how this works. He didn't miss a beat. Fox Sports had what fifteen weeks to explain to us what the hell's going on. They didn't say shit. They didn't have. They didn't bother putting anybody you researching be it because they were me. they were too busy trying to manufacture some drama. Or well, oh NBC does that too. But it's like they were trying to just be—they're just trying to get a quick laugh out of you. They're just trying to do something funny, try to get this you to happened your attention. at the Daytona 500. If NBC showed this graphic at the Daytona 500. Like, if NBC had the Daytona 500 yeah. and showed this, we wouldn't be wondering why this is happening. Yeah. We wouldn't know in February. It took us until June to know why this is happening. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, maybe teams didn't know until, like, April or something. Well, the teams probably knew. Yeah. But the fans had no idea. I had no idea all this went into this. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, they probably do. Yeah, because they've been... Yeah, never mind. You're right. Because they know how to but, put the wheels on or else everyone's wheels yeah. would be falling off. <laughs> like, so. this, this graphic that they did, I was just like... I learned so much. Like, yeah. Steve Letarte, bravo. It's A+. better than, like, going to, like, some celebrity in the booth and they waste time yeah. while the actual race is going on. Remember last year Fox had Jay Leno in the booth? Uh, yes, I do remember <laughs> Oh, that. my God. That was, that so was terrible. Um, but, no, like... Fox's cutaway car looks like it's from 2006. And NBC made one that looks like it's brand new. I mean, it is brand new. They just made it for this year. It's an it's, actual cutaway car? It's Yeah, it's beautiful. Vox, and it, I thought Vox just... Vox, I'm sorry. Fox just had a virtual one, I thought. It's like a cutaway car. Like, pieces are like... Pieces of the car, like, pulling away, and they show you the, the name of these pieces and what it looks like. like. So NBC has a real one. Like not a car, car, but like. Oh, so it is virtual. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, I'm okay. That makes I, that makes sense. I was just wondering. Yeah, you gotta look at it. It is, maybe during our break, look at it and you can give your thoughts. It's. It's so like good. you're saying like, it looks like like your Foxes was made with 2006 technology. Yes. Okay, that's yes. okay. I thought I was confused. Okay, that makes sense. No, you're good. But anyway, there was that. I just went on a tangent about that. Loved it. They took the series seriously. We didn't have zoom-ins. We weren't looking at the... The hood vents. <laughs> like a hood vent of a car. And the driver in the car. <laughs> we weren't on board full screen. I don't think that happened once outside of like coming back from commercial or replays. Yeah. And what have I been preaching on here and on Twitter for like two, three years now? <laughs> You're killing I me. have been saying, do not use an on-board camera... Unless you're showing a replay. NBC Sports finally came through for me and did just that. I have you're never been happier. Oh my you. god. <laughs> I love you too. I NBC, I think they listen to this podcast. I've been preaching this crap for months. We know people that for work months. there that listen. I'm just saying. <laughs> true. That is true. And hey. <laughs> hello. But like, they, I forget which incident it was, but they, a wreck happened, or something happened, and a caution was out. And then they cut to a bunch of replays, and then they showed an onboard camera. And, oh my gosh, you guys, it was 
Yeah. Pro beautiful production. I have I could to just, say. I could just go on about this forever, but NBC knows how to do television. Period. And NASCAR, if I'm them, I'm sending this race to Fox Sports and saying, if your coverage is not like this next year, you're gone. Like, this is... Like, come on! This was perfect! It was good. Perfect! It was so good. My, I think oh my the God. best... The... These next nine races, so the ten, the first ten weeks of NBC, I think, are the best race broadcasts of the whole year. Because it's before they get playoff crazy, and they're, they only... Because, like, they do such a good job focusing on the racing they do. before the playoffs. Like, the playoffs, they, they, they focus very they focus very hard on the playoffs which mm -hmm. to be fair i guess is what they should do that's just kind of the state of the sport but now these yeah. next 10 races are gonna be some good race broadcasts yeah. you learn so much about the racing you just know what's going on i feel like a lot better than what fox does because fox just cares yep. about the entertainment yep. of it like they just want to show what's entertaining I but that's the thing. I was so much more entertained this right, whole race. Because we like racing. NBC's pre-race. They had Brad Doherty. I was so hyped up from because of Brad Doherty in the pre-race. And just the whole presentation, the the start of the race. Did they have a pre-race? It was on Peacock. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. The because pre-race and post-race was only on Peacock. I know some people were upset about that. I really don't mind. I guess it's because I have Peacock. It's Yeah, but... I'm kind of getting used. To, I'm kind of currently transitioning to, like, watching all of my TV on a Roku device now. And it's just like... Yeah. Because we're about right. to, like, get off cable. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah. I, yeah. I think but... that's kind of... I think that's fair. I wonder if they're going to do that every week. Have a post-race show on Peacock. They do with IndyCar, so I would assume so. Or maybe just for some weeks where the TV window doesn't... Because, like... Maybe. Like, NBC races, probably, because they can't afford to just have 30 minutes more. But yeah. maybe um, maybe the USA races, it's fine. I don't know. Yeah. We'll and it was late at night, so I don't think we'll know for sure until we don't have a rain-impacted race what they're yeah. going to do with the post-race, Phil. Yeah. But, anyway, bravo, NBC. Bravo. I Thank Golf God. Ball. We're no, free. Clap. clap, clap. Yes. Clap. We are free from hell until February. Yeah, Fox. Ugh. It was definitely good. They are definitely getting on my nerves. They, they showed all this year they don't know how to direct a race. I'm just saying. Like, this was a culture shock. I That's what I have in my notes. They like, would keep was focusing. They would stay focused on battles and show good angles of them. And not on like, wars. I, I was like, just NBC. like, I cannot they believe good. how good this is. I was just so... And by the way, y'all are haters. Rick Allen is good. He is good. I'll, I'll say it. He's really good. He's, He's honestly gotten better. gotten better, I feel like. He's gotten a lot better. I feel like in 2015, when NBC came back, he was kind of not great. He was too and, much you know, of a hype man, almost. And, you know, he still has his little slip-ups. I think last night he said, Law and Order SUV, which was funny. <laughs> <laughs> that made, it made <laughs> me laugh. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> right it, oh it's funny, my god that's but... funny actually that's okay <laughs> but... hey i mess up my words all the time y'all know that yeah y'all know that but it, i don't I know he's box really sports. good <laughs> box sports yeah so but... yeah i'm everyone's a rick allen yeah he just gets paid to do it yeah <sighs> i'm so happy we have good nascar coverage too in november i'm so happy yes. you guys so happy mm -hmm. All right. Yeah, the directors are getting ready for that four the four way split screen. Yeah, <laughs> they're on it too. They it's are good. Content. I mean, they had split screen last night. 
Yeah, they like, just I'm not it. a fan of the playoffs, but when they get there, they are on point with the playoffs. You yes. will not be wondering what's going on. You could not have any. Oh my god! Imagine if Fox covered the playoffs, we wouldn't even know. You wouldn't even know who got eliminated. <laughs> like you wouldn't have a clue. Someone like a playoff driver could like l- like lose out on that final lap, and you wouldn't know about it till like maybe Twitter. Maybe Twitter would probably have to tell you. If you're not on Twitter, you'd find out NASCAR. Because remember, home. Jessica Friesen literally flipped at Knoxville, and said about that. Yeah, yeah, and like no one even knew about it until Twitter. Well, also because they didn't well, send them the to the actual track. Missed a flip. They didn't send Vince Welch and them out to the track. Vince Welch wasn't even on the broadcast. I guess it was Jamie Little, but oh, I'm about to say, yeah, you're right, <laughs> yeah. girl. It was it was Jamie it, Little. Fox had like the D team for their first week the off from Cup. So <laughs> oh I think it was God. Jamie Little, Trevor Bain, and Phil Parsons, I think. Oh my but God. Had, everyone else is the, on vacation. Yeah, everyone else is just I'm out. Girl. But anyway. That's crazy. I, All right. I love NBC. Well I'm I said enough. We we you did. Um Yes, that, that was a good segment on NBC, though. Thank um, you. You said a lot of good stuff, Alex. Um, all right, y'all, we're gonna you put too. the tea on, put the tea on the pot, put the, put the pot on the um, we're gonna brew the tea. We're going. What do you put the pot on the stove? The stove. We're putting it on the stove. We'll be back in a few minutes. Um, not a few minutes. Our sponsors. All right, goodbye. And welcome back to the Gay Racing Podcast. Um, y'all, I watched that video that Steve Retart um explaining the lug nut thing dude mm-hmm. i know exactly how it works you could give me the thing and right? i could probably figure out how to put it on <laughs> like it's so steve letart popped off man. that was such a good grab that's impressive that's impressive it... that they had that honestly honestly it's something sky sports would have for f1 what like that's honestly, kind of the caliber that was I feel like they don't show a lot of graphics, though. Supercars does a lot of stuff like that. They supercars. That'd be some supercars would show. They show a lot of um, graphics and stuff like that. They have a guy that's like kind of like um, like Jeff Hammond and Larry Mack with the torque cars and stuff. Yeah, like, it's a lot like that. Um, but you know, it it was really good. I'm excited to sit down and watch Road America. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be and really good. Side note, we discussed this uh, while we weren't recording. Uh, Larry McReynolds could 100% do what Steve Letarte did. Yes. Fox just does not give him the ability to do that. The resources and, like, the actually resources. get someone to get that info. Or, like, send him out to get that information. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. 100%. But... I think Larry could do the same exact thing. Yeah. So, it's just a Fox thing. Yeah. All anyway. right, y'all. The tea's ready. Um, the T. So we talked about it a little bit earlier. Martin Truex Jr. said in his words, "I'm coming back." That's it. Very, very inspirational. Very lots well said. Say. He had a lot to say. <laughs> I should have started that. Martin Truex Jr. had a lot to say over the weekend. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um. We yeah. thought. I think. We, I was concerned that he wasn't going to come back, but you kept saying that, well, they don't want to put Ty Gibbs in yet. Fair enough. Um, I, I bet you anything, they made him a, they gave him more money to stick around one more year. And then Ty Gibbs is going to get put right in. 
Yeah. Um, and, you know, Kyle Bush is still a question mark, but I think they really want to keep Kyle. But uh, Truex, I think I think that's literally what happened. It's interesting said, Please that, wait one more. And I wonder if JGR wants to just keep him on the table in case Kyle doesn't come back or something. Because it's that just could like, be, too. I feel like maybe I, Martin might want to be like, to, next year's my last year. Yep. But maybe he doesn't and want that hype right now. Maybe he doesn't want that all that attention. There was a video from at Joe Gibbs Racing yes. where he announced, where he told his team, the 19 pit crew and everything, that he'll be back uh, next year. And he says in that video, quote, I hope to go out on top. So to me, that sounds like next year is going to be it for Truex. Yeah. He probably didn't want to officially it, say anything. Again, I don't think he wants that attention right now. No. He's not someone who wants that kind of attention anymore. And I think it will distract him from trying to win this championship. Because I think yeah. I mean, literally anyone can win it, but, you know. Yeah. yeah. And the other thing is with Truex is that it sounds like... Sherry Pollux, his uh, girlfriend, really pushed him to do it. I imagine that has to do with the reasoning, too. Yeah. Um, sound, he made it sound like it with an interview with Bob Pockers. I think it was Bob that she was really pushing him to keep going. That's so. good. That's awesome. Yeah. But yeah, the Kyle Bush is still not nothing signed there. NBC talked about it last night. Huh. That's uh, <laughs> we're getting kind of far into the season. So. Nah, it'll be fine. They gotta find a sponsor. I know, but it's like they have time. They still have time to find one. I and know it's not a lot of time, but they have time. If I'm Tony Stewart, I'm calling him saying, I have the 10 car. I don't know if Smithfield's staying, but if Smithfield's staying, I'm like, hey, I have the 10 car. has a sponsor. Don't have to worry about it. The way I forgot that Eric Almarola is retiring. I think a lot of people did, except for our Bestie, friend Jackson. They're putting Ryan Priest in there. I'm sorry. Well, I, wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't bet on it. Who? Hold up, <laughs> honey. The way you looked at me, you're, you're crazy. Like, you... You're actually crazy. <laughs> you looked at me like you know something. I don't know anything. I think they're gonna try. No, I didn't look at you like you knew something. I looked at you like you crazy. You're just thinking I... crazy thoughts. No, I I think they're gonna try getting John Hunter Nemechek. The silence is so loud. <laughs> What? I can't tell if you're sarcastic. I'm not. I'm serious. John Hunter Nemechek. Yeah. I think they're gonna try getting him. Why? Well, he's anyway. Like dominating anyways, now. Andy has cup so experience. So Fox Sports wants the All Star. <laughs> okay. Move on. If when, when I I'm can't, right, I can't do again, this, Alex. I can't this. do this. Nope. Not doing this right now. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. I really when, don't. When I I don't right, watch I don't pay attention to NASCAR it. for two weeks and apparently John Hunter Nemechek is better than Ryan Priest. I don't get it. I would say he is. Ryan Priest has more cup experience. And is just better. Okay. I don't think Ryan Priest is gonna draw sponsorship. Unless Smithfield will go with whoever they Whoever damn, they have. I'll, I'll sponsor him. For, damn. <laughs> $5? Give me a pixel on the car? I don't mm -hmm. know. No, but um, so Fox Sports, um, our bestie, um, wants the All-Star race to be rotated. Um, I did not hear about this. Um, again, I have not been paying attention. Um, not at Texas in 2023, so 
They listen. They do listen. They do listen to feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, they're currently in discussing with NASCAR. Anything other details so, that I missed? What's interesting is that Texas Motor Speedway has already announced the All-Star Race will be back at Texas next year. But that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> with... No, because the Clash is, was announced for Daytona, and that didn't happen. Yeah. So <laughs> They got their money back um, or something. So. so, yeah, this was tweeted by our friend Adam Stern, of course. And, uh, yeah, Adam Stern, you know, the provider of the tea. So the All-Star Race... People have wanted that for a while. Like apparently Fox Sports wants that. I tweeted that Fox Sports didn't appreciate being outdone in the horrible department by Texas. Yeah. So that's that's why they don't want it at Texas anymore. Um I'll be interested if this actually happens. They are the TV provider. Fox is who got us Dirt Bristol. Yep. So I low key feel like Dirt Bristol yeah. should be the all star race. Never mind. I feel like let me shut up. Um no, I feel like that's what should have happened in the first place. I agree. It's like if they wanted that show. I, I just think... Because they... I think about it in the way that we have the Clash already. Where they already travel to, like, some place that's not Charlotte. And yeah. it's... It's like doing that again three months later. Mm, we talked about this after the All-Star Race. I just... I don't mm-hmm. know. It's still... Even if they do something, I think teams are still going to feel very, like, not very enthusiastic about it. No I don't know why anyone do. would be enthusiastic about the All-Star race. It's, it's hard a pointless to be. Race. They could put it at Bristol, and I think it's... Well, Bristol's different because it's closer, but they could put it at... I don't know. It's hard. To, it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a hard sell next year, no matter where they put it, in my opinion. Yeah. I think... Part of me thinks that they should just keep they they need to put it at Charlotte almost and just keep, tra- but the tradition's already gone. So it's like, I would just dump the race. I you, them- I almost am in favor of dumping the race because the clash is more like the All Star race. Just merge the ideas. I said that a few weeks ago. Just make the clash to. and the All Star the same race. What if the clash- rebrand the clash as the All Star race? What if the clash was in May? I mean, they like having that lead in for the Daytona 500, I guess. But yeah. I don't know. It's, again, yeah. it's just. Put it at the end do? of the season so NBC has it. How about that? I feel like NBC <laughs> with an all star race would do really. Imagine them with an all star race. They would. They would pop off. That'd be so they cool. They would. I can't wait for yeah. when Fairgrounds comes back on the schedule. Oh, yeah. That'll happen at some point, I think. Yeah. Interesting. And by the way, interesting topic. That we should have mentioned this earlier, but I just thought about Dolly it. Dolly mentioned it. Dolly Parton? No. <laughs> she Love was on the broadcast. But... Well, not there, but she. They had a clip. Sorry. <laughs> Love her, but no. Uh, do you think Nashville Super Speedway is a placeholder for Nashville Fairgrounds? I assume so because they don't. NASCAR never keeps two tracks in kind of the same a- a- area yeah. like that. Yeah. This was a discussion on Jeff Gluck and Jordan Bianchi's podcast. So I was just like, hmm, I wonder what you think. I think so. Nashville, super, well, I don't know. It's a good, it's it's a shame though, because it's a good, and they're investing into the facility though, too. Yeah. That's the thing. I'm Even not I, sure. Because it's like, you're investing into that facility and it's just like, just. But the, maybe what they'll do is kind of like how they have Charlotte. The Charlotte and Charlotte Roval. I know it's two different, the same venue. Yeah. But maybe with Nashville, they have two races in Nashville, but two at different tracks. I guess that's fine because it's not different than having two races at two different tracks, even though yeah. 
that's still two different facilities you have to manage. Yeah, I'll be curious what happens if uh, Fairgrounds yeah. happens. Is Nashville's race being leased by SMI? Yeah. Okay, so they're it's basically the for replacement for Kentucky. Yeah, so Nashville is an SMI race. Yeah, men fairly certain. Yeah, that's a good question. And then we yeah. talk about how there's because when they said that, there's... I was just like, huh, I haven't thought about that. It's also hard to get a, just to get a spot on the schedule anyway. So it's like if Fairgrounds does come on here, yeah. what does it replace? It's very easy to just be like, well, get rid of the other Nashville race. Yeah. Or, you know, yeah. Bristol seems to be a hit, so I don't think that's going anywhere. Um, Unfortunately. Yeah. What do you do? What race do you do you get rid of? And Cause... NASCAR has said the schedule is going to come out around August. It sounds like so interesting. Yeah, we'll find out. We'll find and, out. And you know, Chicago Street Course gonna have to replace something too if that is happening. Yeah. So. I heard Road America's on the chopping block. Actually. Yeah, actually, yeah. That we didn't have an episode last I week. I forgot so, about yeah, that. that. Yeah, Road that America's be, on the uh, chopping block. For Chicago Street Course. Is uh, Road America is a track that does not have a new contract for next year. If if they do, it'll probably be announced this weekend. But I feel like. If it doesn't get announced, though, and I I get it because like all the other road courses, like Coda's a big deal, Sonoma and Mm Watkins Glen are traditional, and Charlotte Roval, I don't know. Well, I was just thinking about road courses, but yeah. And then, oh, that got people talking about like we don't need more road courses on the schedule. I'm just like, y'all, shut up. We need a street course. If NASCAR wants to be the jack of all trades, what they need an eighth road course or seventh road course would not be a big deal. It's really yeah. not. Most of the schedule is No more still than that. I don't feel you like any more, more than, than what... That. You could have 12 and I would be fine. I'm just saying. More short tracks first. Fix the short track package. And then yeah. more short tracks. I mean, I like, NASCAR will always stay mostly... Well, let me not say yeah. always because look at IndyCar. But, like... Yeah. But... It, y'all, just, y'all just complain. Y'all complain about stuff that's not important. <laughs> right. Well, here's something that's pretty important. Uh, ESPN is going to remain the F1 TV coverage holder through 2025. Some races are going to be on ESPN Plus, apparently, which I find that's going to be a big uh, controversial point. Huh. Uh, And it sounds like very few, like maybe like two to three. I bet. What if it's... I was going to say maybe ones that are on at weird times, like... Yeah. Um, middle of the night, but that doesn't make sense because it's like, what else do you have on at that channel? You know. Right. Right. Uh, seventy-five to ninety million a year is what they're saying. Currently, ESPN is paying five million a year for F one. Hmm. So it's going to go put, from five million to seventy-five to ninety million. They'll probably put some random morning race on, on like a weekend. Maybe they're saving it for when it's like they have a busy weekend on their. Channels? Right. I don't know. I don't know. But like, like I, I imagine one of the U.S. races on it. I imagine like, you, the U.S. races in Canada will stay ABC. They should. I be would. On ABC. I would assume so. Yeah. Like maybe one of the lower rated ones will be on ESPN Plus. Uh, yeah, maybe like some 10 a.m. race where it's yeah. like you have tennis on ESPN, so you can't take. You know, you can't. Right. Just, I don't know. I could. I could see that. But at 3 a.m., there's nothing on else on at 3 a.m., so go ahead and put Australia on there. So <laughs> Right. Um, it's said in the deal that ESPN wants to keep ad-free coverage. 
Interesting. once, not that it will, once to. Uh, do you think we will have it? Because that's a lot of money for Mother's Polished uh, cover. <laughs> Maybe. What if ESPN Plus? What if those races are ad-free? Oh, boy. What if it's a simulcast and ESPN Plus is ad-free? That wouldn't be a bad idea. I have ESPN Plus, so I'm kind of excited. Um, Yeah. That'd be hot. <laughs> that'd be kind of hot. Yeah, I am curious what they'll end up doing with that. Huh. And that, yeah. I think yeah. we'll get... We're gonna get ads. There's no way we don't. That's, I mean, what, 75 and, to 90 million said, a year? That's insane. They, they did... Yeah, it's a huge increase. And they said in this release that they got it, like, if we have ads... It's gonna be like the be the smaller screen with the ad here. Like you'll so never it'll be the, yeah. it'll always be on screen is what ESPN is saying. I think that's fair. I wonder how awkward that would be with like because obviously it's the Sky Sports broadcast, so it would get like put in a window and stuff and it's just It's like... gonna be a rude awakening for people who don't watch NASCAR and IndyCar already. Oh lord. The all that... the drive to survive people. Yeah. That's going to be a rude awakening. It's going to suck. It would suck, though. Yeah. It really will, because... I'm so, so I kind of hope they keep it, but it's just like... The mother's polish is who's paying for the ad free right now. Yeah, I'm holding and out for ESPN+. Plus. Yeah, I'm I could totally every, see that. I'm hoping like, every hey, race on ESPN Plus is ad-free. Right, like, hey, if you want ad-free, we have ESPN+. Plus, yeah. And there's some races that are only going to be on ESPN+. Plus. Yeah. Like, I could... That and it. that would be a good deal. That would get people to buy it. I feel like. I mean, it heck, would. I think some really hardcore American F one fans would do it. So, oh yeah. And I mean, already a lot of people do have ESPN Plus too. Like I watch now TV with Hulu Live. Well, and there's that bundle: Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN exactly. Plus. I get that. I get that advertised to me all the it's time. It's a good. It's a good deal. Like I would consider getting that. Yeah. If uh, this happened, it's so, a good deal. Yeah. Um, we'll see. A couple more things. Uh, IndyCar rumor that Rocket, the sponsor of uh, Kyle Kirkwood and Tatiana Calderon yep. at Foyt, uh, has supposedly been behind on their payments. You only pay your bills. And they may be pulling out the number 11 car of Calderon for the rest of the season. That is what the rumor is, and that is... Very sad. Someone call Tatiana Elizabeth Calderon. Blackstock. This is her specialty. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, Tatiana Calderon is, uh, you know, she has been running at the back. But listen, she's making laps. I don't think she's gotten in a single wreck. I, I was about to season. say, I have not really paid attention to what she's doing because she's not being Devlin De Francesco. Right. She's like De Francesco. <laughs> De Francesco's wrecked about every race. Jimmy Johnson's had more Jimmy incidents. Johnson wrecks a lot. Dalton Kellett wrecks a lot. Calderon's back there, and she's just minding her business, getting some laps in. Yes. And, you know, even if she did wreck, like, don't get it twisted. Even if she were to wreck, and she's not, she'd still be worthy of having a ride. She's just yeah. trying to get some laps. She's a racer. And by the way, if Lightning came out at a certain time at the Indy Rope Course, she would have won that race. So there was a point in time where she could have won that There's race. There's a timeline where she wins. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been nuts. But, uh, no, I hope this doesn't happen. It's just a report right now. But 
I really like Tatiana. She's been really good. That's so has... interesting because Rocket yeah. is not like a rich. I mean, Rocket sponsors a lot of cars in motorsports. Mm-hmm. They sponsor a drag racing car. They they sponsor. They're also a big sponsor for Williams and F1, right? They or used to be. Or used to be. Let me. I'm not sure if they are. I think they got behind on payments for Williams as well, is what happened there. Girl, someone's not managing their money. Williams wins $35 lawsuit against former title sponsor Rocket. Mm. Right? Because remember, they were supposed to have Rocket, but they they had to pull out and they had to change that really hot livery. Right. Uh Uh-oh. They are shady. (laughs) So I wonder what's going to happen. Because, you know, Kirkwood, he's got a deal ready for next year. Right. But... Like, I don't know if, like, Andretti, like, if Rocket pulls out entirely, would Kirkwood just get sponsored from somewhere else or what? Um, regardless, I hope Tatiana gets something else because she does deserve it. Mm-hmm. She really does. Yeah, and I, then, hope, I hope it works out. Then, Zach, you have one more thing on here. Yeah, so I saw a tweet. The I saw a tweet that was really interesting. So, um, this is about kind of iRacing and you. If you're in the iRacing community, I'm not. I don't play iRacing, but it's a sim racing thing for a lot of people to, like, you know, complain about how people race in open lobbies and stuff and, like, dirty drivers. And I just think this is interesting. So this guy, at D DCON24, D-C-O-N-N-24, um, Dylan Connolly, he, um, he tweets, um, it's like nobody on iRacing cares anymore. Um, dudes just want to play crash up derby. It's not an official race unless we wreck half the field. Um, sounds familiar. (laughs) It sounds very familiar. It sounds like actual NASCAR. Doesn't it? How many times have we talked about the actual truck series like this? Yep. No, I just think the culture of NASCAR is responsible for that kind of stuff. And obviously it's a video yeah. game. It's different. But it's like... It, it's just funny. Because you almost can't blame them. Because actual NASCAR kind of enforces that behavior. Yep. I just think that's really interesting. It's definitely I, a simulation. <laughs> I agree. And people take iRacing very seriously. Because it is a simulator. Mm-hmm. And you know they have like... The system that like you can earn points and everything and to like go to higher a lot levels. Of esports involved in it. Yeah, and there's official esports. Like there's a official NASCAR sanctioned Coca-Cola iRacing series. Oh yeah, it's a big deal. That's a thing, and I don't know. I think it's kind of. I feel like you can't get too mad at this because like you know you're gonna have trolls on there and everything. I just think it's funny but... and interesting because it's literally... yeah, it is. That's NASCAR culture. It really, and it yeah. almost, it almost looks, it makes NASCAR, because you kind of go, like, if this, in a vacuum, it's like, okay, yeah, this is a video game. And then you look, and you're like, wait a minute, this is how NASCAR trucks actually races. Yeah. And even sometimes, <laughs> sometimes the Cup Series, sometimes. Yeah. They mostly keep it clean, but, you know. Right. Every now and then, we get a little bit of a crazy show. So, um... I just find that really interesting. I just wanted to bring it on. Yeah. I think that's tea. That's good tea. That is tea. Yeah. So. It's uh, really going to be interesting if uh, NASCAR continues down this slope where it's like more aggressive moves. Like you've seen with Ross Chastain, Ty Gibbs. If the iRacing stuff, if it keeps getting like this too. I mean. I, I would imagine. We're going to yeah. reach a breaking point with it too. I don't think it's very healthy for the series. 
economically right. or just at all, really. It's just not... Mm -hmm. We'll we'll see. We'll see. I mean, it's why races at Talladega take five hours, almost. You know, right. Kind of. It, they're, they're almost different issues, but... Um, yeah. So this next segment is kind of a little round, merry-go-round of motorsports. Yeah, um, we're going to kind of speed through some of... Uh... Things we haven't talked about. Yeah. Some little races we want to touch on. Because really, we only had NASCAR and SRX this weekend. But um, we had yeah. F1 at Canada um, the week that we had off. Um, <sighs> Max Verstappen won. Woo-hoo! Max? You do not like Max. <laughs> I hate Max Verstappen. Let it be known. <laughs> Y'all can be like, oh, well, you, well, he's a really good race. I don't care that he's a good race car driver. I don't care. I didn't ask. I don't like him. Move on. Right. <laughs> no, but um, Lewis was Ferrari. Ferrari like sucked again, right? I'm trying to remember. Oh yeah, because um, they had oh right, because I woke up late. For... No, I didn't. That was um, Baku. What did Ferrari do? Didn't Charles have to start way in the back? Is that maybe that's what I'm thinking? Oh, he had a comeback drive. Right, I forgot. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. And then was Sainz second or was that the wasn't Sainz? Sainz was bad. Oh, I remember because come... Sainz was battling Verstappen. And then y'all yeah. sucked sucked his dick for it. Not his dick. Y'all sucked Verstappen's dick for defending when he had a faster car anyways, so. Yeah, that's right, because Verstappen's car was just so much better on the straightaways that everyone's Y'all like, oh, thought that was race. such a good battle. I'm sorry. It was not that Verstappen good. Verstappen <laughs> had that race won. He it, had that race yeah. won since, like, he was born. Like, it just DRS cannot. DRS could not challenge the Red Bull. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lewis got on podium, which was cool to see, mm -hmm. after he called that car the worst car he's ever driven. Yeah. So, And Lu Lewis loves Canada, too. He's really good at that track. I'm glad to yeah. see him actually get something done there. But yeah, Charles, they took an engine penalty, so he had to do a comeback drive, and I believe he finished, mm. like, I have no fourth? idea. Maybe fourth? Maybe fourth, fifth, sixth? We should look there. up the results before we talk! Um, so true. He finished fifth. George Russell finished fourth. George Russell's okay. been so consistent. He has. Oh my god. But yeah, not much to say about F one, but it, it happened. Yeah. Um. Next up, uh, the Superstar Racing Experience. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite things to watch Saturday nights. Came back. Uh, week one, uh, Elio Castro Neves was not scheduled to race. He texted. Uh, the CEO of the series said, hey, can I have a car? Shows up. Wins. I thought that was hilarious. Wait, really? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, he said, <laughs> when you're bored on Saturday and you're just like, hey, boss, can I go? Can I race tonight? <laughs> That's right. crazy. He, because Elio's not running every race this year. And because right. he's full time. I guess the night though. before Elio said, hey, can I run? <laughs> hey, you and up? They, and they, <laughs> You up? You and, up? They, <laughs> and they had you know they have backup cars and everything so they literally just let him run one of the backup cars and they decaled it and everything that's awesome and he won it was so cool did he call uh, what, ray ray Abraham, or is there a different ceo um, i can't remember his name but it's like hawk oh so it's remember. somebody different okay ray Abraham's not he's still an investor but he's not like that involved. ahead okay yeah but I thought that was very funny. And then week two, there's more to say about week two. This was comedy. I was laughing so much during this race. Uh, Tony Stewart won, but not without controversy, because he went over after the second heat race to go scream at Ernie Francis Jr. 
he was just shouting at Ernie Francis Jr. It was there was drama all over Dude. the place. I was it was so funny. And Tony's like, oh, they made Uncle Tony so mad, and I'm just so upset with these guys for how he they're racing himself in my Uncle series. Tony. Yeah, he did. I was just like, oh my god. He's in my series. That's. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he specifically said that, but he's like, the driving we have tonight is just so bad. These guys are racing so reckless. And, and then he went out and beat them. That's crazy. Yeah, That's so he tough. Was, he was so mad. I would have been cheering for him so hard after I heard if, if I would have heard him say that. And it's in that race was in South Boston, Virginia. I could yep. have went to it, man. That's crazy. And the other funny thing that happened is. Uh, Elio Castroneves spun Paul Tracy, which, if you know the T, uh, Paul Tracy still thinks he won the 2002 Indy yes. 500, and uh, Elio won. Reference. Castroneves actually uh, won that race. Yes, and they have not liked each other since. Or at least Paul. It's probably one sided. Paul oh, hasn't yeah. liked Elio Castroneves since fair. then. I know Paul probably <laughs> wanted to like literally jump out the pagoda when he had to call Elio winning when he was in the booth for that. And so Elio, I think it was in the heat race. Elio dumped Paul for the lead. Oh my god, it was hilarious. Was it like on purpose or was it just like? I don't think it was on purpose. I think he just took the corner too deep and just yeah. dumped him. Okay, and. Paul is just so red in the face. He looked like an Oompa Loompa. He was so mad. And then he's just like, you know, Elio and I, we haven't gotten along about much of anything. We have so many disagreements. He's always bringing it up. So many disagreements. Like, <laughs> and I'm just like, my brother in Christ, that race was 20 years ago. That race was 20 years ago. <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> Stewart is paying you to get beat around like a little circus monkey, and you're mad about a race happened 20 years ago. How important is doing? the Indy 500? Paul Tracy's still mad about it, so I mean, come on, it's the biggest race in the world. <laughs> that should be a funny little advertisement they do. It's like, the Indy 500, such a big deal, Paul Tracy's still mad about it. <laughs> right? They should. They really should. Oh, and then Elio, they asked Elio, like, oh, what do you have to say to Paul Tracy? He's like, oh... It happened. I don't have much to say. Like, Aww. I'm sorry to Paul. I don't... Aww. It happened. Sorry. Clap if you care. <laughs> <laughs> he did not... Elio did not clap. <laughs> oh. Well, my God. And then there was more drama. Michael Waltrip got pissed off at <gasps> Ryan Hunter Ray, which was the most bizarre thing ever. Michael Waltrip wrecked himself under or above Ryan Hunter Ray. And then he got mad at Ryan Hunter Ray for it. Why? And I'm just did like, Ryan he... Hunter Ray would never do this. Why is are that... you, what are you doing? Did he not even touch him? I don't think so. Erickson Michael Ochoa just wrecked himself. Erickson hit us. I think Erickson hit us. Did you get that reference? Uh, yes. Okay. That's an F1. Yes. But And they've <laughs> talked about it nonstop in the IndyCar cover since Grosjean came over. Uh, That's so funny. <laughs> I think Erickson hit but us. But no. <laughs> Listen. But... SRX is my favorite comedy show. I was laughing. I was <laughs> smiling. It is so funny. Tony Stewart just paid all these old guys and Ernie Francis to go out there, beat each other up for two hours for our entertainment. We should be so thankful for Tony Stewart. It's better and racing and a shorter time window than NASCAR. Yeah, it's great. It's nice. And Alan Best works there. Who was in the yes. booth? 
So Connor Daly has been in the booth, uh-huh. and he's honestly been really good. Yeah. I've been I'm pretty impressed with how Connor Daly's awesome. done in the booth for SRX. He's like the perfect guy. He's goofy, yeah. but he's also good at commentating. Yeah. Obviously, I didn't watch the, I didn't watch the race. I was busy. Um, I was doing stuff, but, but it's yeah. on Paramount Plus if you want to watch the replay. Really? Ooh. I'm pretty sure it is on Paramount Plus. So, all right. The account we share, the subscription expires in like a week. So if you want to do that, okay. um, anyway, another thing we did, uh, we you and I. After our episode with Travis Shoemake, we put uh, NHRA on. Yeah. With the Thunder uh, Valley watch... Nationals, right? At Bristol or something? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We watched a little bit of that. Um, I put it on while I was doing laundry. Yeah. I had a lot of fun. It track racing so cool. I didn't realize John Forrest was still racing. John Forrest kills me. He, he's so, so he's the normalcy I crave. You know, it's like you can go watch drag racing yeah. and see John Forrest. Go to IndyCar, watch Scott Dixon, Lewis Hamilton. Yeah, it's just that's normalcy I crave. I love that, and he's still. Ki- yeah. I mean, he's still doing good too. Yeah, that, that's that's like what he made kills like the me. semifinals, if I remember right. That's what yeah. kills me, and him and um other names I remembered like um oh shoot, Tony Pedragon. I remember that. Maybe name. it was Tony Pedro or well yeah Ron Caps obviously in Napa because um I heard about him, but I gotta look up Antron Brown maybe. No. Antron Brown. That's a country guy. Right? No. That's, is that the country guy? Honey. I think it's the country Antron music guy. Brown. No, Matt Bestie. American car racer. He's okay. He's black. He races. <clears throat> he does, um. I think he does funny car. No, Top Fuel. Okay. He's the. he. Ooh, he's the NHRA's first black American champion. Oh, period. That's cool. Good for him. So he's a trailblazer. Awesome. But yeah. NHRA is really fun. I really like it. Yeah, I want to watch it more. I want to watch it more. It's such a cool because it's different than all the motorsports in terms of. I mean, we talked about this with Travis, but it's, it's like it's the most sports. It's the most like ball sport of racing because it's like a bracket, head to head. It's it's so cool. Mhm. I really like it. Yeah. Uh, another series. Last thing of our little speed run here. Uh, IMSA was at Watkins Glen. This was a... I had this on kind of in the background, as I do. This was so fun. Mm-hmm. The finish of this race, they had a rain delay. It was like a big thunderstorm went through Watkins Glen. So the last, like, 40 minutes were uh, after the rain. The DPIs were, like, nose to tail, the top three for the win. And it was, it was so entertaining. It was the Meyer Shank 60 versus the Wayne Taylor 10. Uh... So much fun. I think it was the 01 was third car. That might be wrong. But, yeah. IMSA is so fun. It is so cool. The driver changes and everything. Yeah. Um, Philippe Albuquerque and Ricky Taylor ended up winning. They held off the 60. It was Albuquerque driving at the end. Yeah. I'm getting FOMO. I, I, I got FOMO from not watching it. Not gonna lie. I could have watched it yesterday. I just didn't think to put it on, I guess. Um. Yeah. Well, I had a busy weekend, but yeah, that's good. I mean, they they always put on good racing. Honestly, the DPIs. Um, I heard some stuff about LMP3 cars this weekend. And it's like, why do they exist? I was like, yeah, fair enough. LMP3. Um, yeah, apparently they wrecked a lot. I slept in the first hour. There's such set a. Alarm it's for such it, a. Yeah, but... it's that's definitely a thing because um, they had all five classes out because this is one of the yep. endurance races. So, 
That's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. I, yeah, no, I never catch Watkins Glen. That's the one IMSA race, the one big IMSA race I never seem to, yeah. to catch. And I didn't know it was on until, like, Thursday. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, IMSA's at Watkins Glen. Well, then that Glen. goes back to, like, kind of marketing and stuff, too. IMSA well, yeah, does not they're... promote themselves at all. Like, I've talked about IndyCar's marketing. But IMSA, IMSA doesn't so have a marketing team. They don't so. have a marketing person. It's like, did they even tweet during the six hours? I bet, like, I'd be surprised. If they do, it's like maybe twice. <laughs> it's uh, not great. But, no, I've learned a lot for, about IMSA from, like, Mark Urban on yeah. Twitter. And it's, uh, he has a TikTok, too. He does a lot of really good content about IMSA. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love Watkins Glen. So I was just like, you know, I'm going to try making an attempt to watch it. IMSA's dope. And they did. IMSA's dope. It is. It's a dope series. Yeah. 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 All right. We are getting toward the end of the episode. Before we make our race picks, Slay and Flop of the Week. I think it's easy to say the Slay for me at least, but we already talked about them. NBC Sports. Yep. That's Slayed. Slayed our TVs. They absolutely. Slay of the Week is NBC Sports. All of your Not employees, too. All of them. Let's Y'all mm-hmm. win Slay of the Week. Every single person employed by NBC Sports. Yeah. You did it. Yep. You did it this weekend. Good job, y'all. They Good did job. the damn thing. They went out. Good for them. They they put on a show. They really did. Yep. Yep. Um, and then, flop of the week, uh, Bubba Wallace's pit crew. Again. Again. <laughs> They're probably right up there with Fox Sports for how many flop of the weeks they got. Yeah. They Bubba Wallace, once again, had a race-winning car. His pit crew, once again, not... And perform and this is honestly probably the worst pit crew i've ever seen in nascar how has denny hamlin not done anything to change anything that's true why is he not doing anything about it like michael jordan was at the track (gasps) i was half expecting him to go down there and start screaming at people like what the hell are they doing that's so bad yeah when you're when the big big boss is there i mean i know they're equals but like it's Michael Jordan. He's he doesn't come to a lot of races, man. He's the money part of the team. Oh yeah, like I'd be, and they're still screwing up with him there. Like, yep. And what's kind of I saw. And by the way, Bubba Wallace finished twelfth, and he, he came back still from this. He had a race winning car again. Think about the points that they've given up this year. He did Bubba Wallace did nothing wrong again. He ended up yelling at his crew chief, Booty Barker, being like, don't talk to me. I'm very mad. Rightfully so. And then a certain Twitter account took, and I didn't want to bring this up, but a certain Twitter account. Not not just one person. I know who you're referring to, but just a lot of racist people in general were like, oh, Bubba shouldn't talk about. They're like, this is why people don't like Bubba Wallace. No, y'all don't like Bubba Wallace because he's black. Let's not forget that. We didn't forget that. Don't worry. Jimmy Johnson and Chad Knauss argued all the time. Jimmy Johnson? Yep. Kevin Harvick? Back Harvick. in the day, even now, he used to verbally abuse them, man. Truex used to yell at Cole Pern a bit, too. Everyone does it. Yeah, like every driver has yelled at their crew chief. Everybody. Ryan Blaney has yelled at his crew chief oh so God. many times. It's because of it's Bubba, Bubba Wallace is black, so they're just going to say, oh, he's yelling. Y'all hate no Bubba Wallace. Y'all crit- I mean, again... Look, the black man gets criticized for every little thing. Yep. And that's just what happens. It's so irritating, especially when Bubba 
has done nothing wrong again. Because last year, this is my point here, Bubba Wallace took himself out of races a lot last year. This year, that's not the case, at least not every week. His pit crew has taken him out, at least of half of the races. Because it's obvious, I mean, he had a fast car, a race, like, top five potential, right? And And his speed in practice is why I picked Kurt Busch. Because you knew they weren't going to get them pit stops done. The 23 ain't going to win the race. It'll be the 45 if 23-11 has speed. Yeah. And look it. It was true. (laughs) Kind of. (laughs) It's unfortunate, though, because going back to, like, I kind of, and I know I just gave attention to it, but I wish people on Twitter would do a better job of just not giving attention to that kind of thing. Yeah. And it might not be my place as a white person to say that, but at the same time, when people are homophobic on Twitter, especially in regards to NASCAR, mostly, especially as NASCAR has said a lot of stuff about, you know, LGBT mm-hmm. this month, I just ignore it. And is that privilege to ignore it? I don't know. Yeah. There's... I would say it is to an extent. I mean, I do the same thing. Well, when it's people. on social media, it's one thing. It's like, I have the privilege to ignore it in real life, but on social media, it's like, do we have to engage with it? I don't... Right. I agree. You know, that's, I don't know. Again, I have... I have I like a have thousand people muted on Twitter. So. I think, and this goes back to the... And going back to like... I just think y'all need to let them just yell into the void. Yep. Just let them yell. Like, they're going to say it either way. We don't need to... Because it also can be kind of... um. Because if you say something about it, more people will see it. And then I just feel like you're spreading that negativity. And you're spreading that kind of... I mean, it can be kind of traumatizing to see some of yeah. the stuff that some people say. It's uh, mentally taxing, especially in the world we live in right now. Oh, yeah. There's already enough stuff going on. There's enough... <laughs> So bullshit yeah. going on. So, yeah. Anyways, I don't know, but that I come from a place of privilege, so I might just be speaking wrong on that. But. Right. All right. What is your slay or not slay? Your flop of the week. What's My your flop, flop of the week? Well, NASCAR yeah. start time and what I just mentioned on Twitter. That stuff. Okay. That that stuff. Yep. But NASCAR start time because I had work. I I got up at six o'clock this morning, man. And you were up for the finish. When I texted you, I was telling you about our picks being up there. Well, I didn't, I didn't think you were awake. I, didn't, I I thought you fell asleep or something. Oh, I was God. surprised. I hate... Man, I just hate that stuff. I just... Come on, y'all. I Sucks. work. <laughs> like, most people work. Like, yeah. I can't do this. I'm sorry. Right. I wanted to go to bed at, like, 10. I was ready for bed at 10. But I stayed up. Right. It is what it is. Um. Yeah. Besides that, I can't think of any other flops. Honestly, um, Mm-mm. no. I should honestly give it to Fox Sports again, but like they, you know, they didn't. They, didn't, do they like had that. the week off, and <laughs> I mean, them missing Jessica Friesen's flip is so insane to me. That is true. Yeah, if we had an episode last week, Fox would have gotten it for that. Let's just put it like that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> anyway, speaking of speaking wrong, um, time for me to make my fantasy picks. <laughs> yes, fantasy. God. So points, points update. I now have 13 points. Zach has 12 for NASCAR. Uh, I got I had Kurt Busch. You had Larson. NASCAR is at Road America. I know what I'm picking. I know what I'm picking. All right. Okay. Three, two, one. Chase Elliott. Chase Elliott. Okay. 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 
<laughs> Shut up. I can tolerate that. Uh, okay. Ask. All right. I have my second pick. Okay. You gonna steal mine? You gonna steal this one too? We'll see, Alex. Three. Right, I'm ready. Two. One. Ross Chastain. Kyle Larson. Okay. I wish you would pick him. Get out of here. You Kyle Larson. Kyle, Kyle Larson. Avery Chastain. <laughs> Kyle Bush. <laughs> we pick the same three guys every week. <laughs> Our friend Avery actually tweeted to us about uh, who we picked the most and everything. I thought it was really interesting. I need to update our statistics. Yeah. I haven't done it in a while. So explain why you picked uh, Ross Chastain while I find Avery's tweet. He's good? I don't know. <laughs> I Well, I thought about Austin Cendrick because part of me... I think my, my philosophy with fantasy picks right now is that... Mm-hmm. I really need to pick people that are going to be consistent and get points because our battle's really close, and I don't want to like start yeah. giving up points. IndyCar, I'm a little, I'm a little conflicted right. with IndyCar because it's like I have a lot of, I need wins. I have a lot of points to make up. So before we do IndyCar, yeah. uh, Larson with my pick now has now been picked ten times this season. Uh, Chastain has now been picked five times. So Larson Chastain are one and two. <laughs> and then Reddick four times. I think those are all you. Yeah, and then they were all me. <laughs> Kyle Bush Kyle Bush four. And then Yeah, it says I've picked Larson six times now, and you've picked Reddick four. Yeah. Yeah. That is true. Chastain's I mean, he's good. He's good. And I picked I mean, Chastain track... one time and he let me down. Trackhouse so. has currently won both road course races this year, so that is T. We will see. I'm just saying, he's pretty good. So, IndyCar at Mid Ohio. Last year's winner was Joseph Newgarden. That was the first win for Team Penske last year. Was this race? Yeah, and they have already won like all but what three races. Something two, like that. Something, I mean, they've won a lot of races this year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your team Penske. Are you ready, Alexander? I'm ready, Zach. All right. Three, two, one. Joseph Newgarden. Marcus Erickson. Oh. You know what happens when I pick Marcus Erickson. He ends up winning. <laughs> but, no, I picked Erickson because he's been the most consistent. Like, yeah, he'll get third. I think, um... I'd well, like to just... And I can be a little bold. I mean, he's the points leader. It's not that bold. Um, if Even if you win, I still have a two-point lead. Yeah, so. that's fair. Because the points are 10 to 5. Literally, so. picking Marcus Erickson for the rest of the season is a good strategy for you. It is. So... Yeah. Anyways, but, um... Newgarden's a good pick, too, any week. He can. Sure. He knows how to go back-to-back. Yep. He's a good he driver does. to go back to back, so he'll be fine. Um, my second yeah. pick was going to be Rossi, though. Ooh, I think this might be the week. I just thought it was too I... too out. There. Yeah, I, maybe maybe I should have went for it. I just said I need to be kind of wild, but I don't think I will ever pick Alexander Rossi unless he goes Again. and starts winning. <laughs> unless he wins like three in a row, I'm yeah. not going to pick Rossi or Herda or Herda. Yeah, I mean, Rossi... Herta could win this race by a mile, and I'd be like, oh, okay. But, like, I'm not going to pick him. I, I don't, don't know trust... if... 
I don't know if Rossi's even that good at Mid-Ohio. I feel like I've never seen him compete for a win there. So it's like... I can't think of an example. It's always a Ganassi However, track, though. you and I just picked first and second finishers of last year's Mid-Ohio. And Road America. And at Road America. So... And, and maybe the say... two favorite championship contenders. So this is going to be a good That's race, y'all. I was going to say, the two championship favorites. Yeah. So this is going to be good. Oof. Come on, Joseph. Joseph, you need to get some points for me, man. He does. Like I need some listen, points so bad. I have a points lead in fantasy. If Erickson has an issue and Joseph wins, I'll be celebrating. For championship reasons, for Joseph, I'll yeah. be. You're going to enjoy this race. You're going oh, to yeah, enjoy I, this I'm race. Gonna be... I'll be chill. You're on vacation. And how many races we have left in IndyCar? Like seven or like eight? Not many. I think, I we're, think we're halfway. So it's like eight, I think. And then we have two at Iowa. So it's going to be coming down fast. We're getting some points now. Lord yep. have mercy. All right. Well, y'all, that was the Gay Racing Podcast. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed Um, yes. coming back. So... Um, we'll talk about um, the 4th of July weekend of racing, Mid-Ohio. Lots of racing. Yeah. F1 um, as well. Oh, shoot. They're at uh, Silverstone. Yep. And what? IMSA's racing as well, but I think it's on during NASCAR. Where are they at? They might be at Mid-Ohio, I think, uh, too. Can- Canadian Tire oh. Motorsports Park. Oh, 